Every week, we chat to ex-players, supporters, and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstall Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hi again, everyone. Back with Lloyd again, which is really great news. Uh, we're just going to run through one or two things. Sure, you're all interested in player development, what's going on with the team, who's available this season, because I don't think all the faces from last year will be around. How are you, Lloyd? Yeah, very well, thanks, Tony. How's things for your your? Yeah, yeah, very good. good. Lloyd, um, regarding players uh, that we had with us last season, just off the top of your head, one or two that won't be with us that have moved on? Yes, yeah, so obviously we know... Um, we know John John left and went to Margate. You know, we, we wish him the best of luck. Connor Sanders has moved to Hawkinge. Again, wish him all the best. He was fantastic for us. Great he lad. Was good. He was good. Yeah, good lad, Connor. Um, I, I sadly felt he was he was going to be restricted with the amount of opportunities that he got. So, not nice phone calls, sadly, because he's he, he's a great lad for us. But he's a great lad, and and um, you know he goes with with all our best. And um, you know, wish you know wish him the best of luck. Who else are we missing? Uh, Liam Dixon. Liam Dixon's move. Well, as I said, well, Dicko's a strange one. Dicko's, you know, sadly, work commitments have, um, have played a big part. Uh, uh, so Liam Dixon. Liam Dixon um, he's yeah, work commitments have sadly um, uh, sort of put a put a bit of a, a, a curtain on, on on what's going on there. So, but we'll see how that those things develop. McKen Jake McKenzie is just having his uh, his uh, his partner is due to give birth very soon, and with all the COVID COVID stuff going on, it's still um it's still a high risk for Macca and, and his family. So yeah, we're hundred percent supportive of his, of Macca's situation. So that's yeah. that's why we've not seen. But as I said, Macca will be back with us hopefully very soon. Once things are um you know once he him and his family or should we say yeah. Uh, the, the risk is, is is a lot less than what it currently probably is. You no doubt listened to the two lads uh, the weekend, given a rundown of the pre-season, Richard and Stevie. Yeah. How did you think of their assessment? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty fair to be honest. If you take the first game when we played Brustle, yeah, did they say a rusty performance against Rustle or something? And I I, yeah. I, 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 I I think that summed it up perfectly. To be honest, I think there were three or four games into their pre-season campaign, so they were a lot fitter. And yeah, it was um, it was probably a bit of a wake up call for a few players. As I said, they maybe just thought that they could turn up against the side two or three leagues below. And 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 to be honest, they they were they really really impressed me. So that was um, yeah, yeah. As I said, the idea of the pre season games, especially, is to make sure we try and get you know many many minutes in the, we can under the belt and stay fit and healthy. And to be honest, yeah, although it was although it was a defeat, it was actually a, a really good exercise for us. <coughs> especially in the preparation stage that we were in. So um, no qualms about that one. And then as slowly as things moved on, I think we then played Thanet and we played Deal and Cray Wanderers, uh, Margate, Folkestone, Chipstead. And I think, you know, steadily, progressively, we've we've improved and um, not only got fitter, but as I said, our, our, our... uh, levels of uh, level of performance have improved, and um, and then that took us up to obviously the the tough tough FA Cup tie against Cole Shorten on Saturday. Yeah, Stevie uh, Stevie was, was the one that went to that. I couldn't get to it, and neither could Richard. And Stevie said that uh, he thought they were a class act. He thought they were better than Folkestone, which I thought was uh, really yeah. was a feather in their cap. Yeah, 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 they were. Tone, to be honest, I thought they were. They they were they were really impressive. Probably one of the best sides I've seen at that level. To be perfectly honest, I know as I said, I, I see Folkestone fairly often, and and obviously have you know good connections with other clubs in the in in the Eastern Prem. 
But uh, yeah, they 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 were really impressive. The amount of movement and rotation they had in areas, it was, yeah, I think you hold your hands up and just beat them soundly by a better side. So I thought we contained them well for sort of 35 minutes. The game plan was going well. We were there to try and try and deny them deny them spaces and 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 stop them from uh, you, know, you know from getting a good foothold on the game and, and then hit them and exploit them on counter attacks and set pieces where we could do. And we had a couple of good half and call them good half opportunities. If you watch the videos back, you'll see that we some of the some of the things that we picked up on where we felt we could get we could get goal scoring opportunities early balls into the corridor early balls in deliveries into the box and one happened about two three minutes in Tom Mills put a great delivery and a med med's got a flick on it that just went over the bar so little things that we worked on and we spoke about during the course of the week in preparation as I said just unable to probably uh, you know, capitalize on those moments those those brief or sh- small amount amount of moments that you were going to get a little amount of moments and and by the time it came to 35 minutes and they got their first one, and then the second one, I believe, was probably the one that really kicked us in the teeth. Going up 1-0 at half-time may have been a little bit of a different story, but um, once they got the second one, that probably deflated the boys a little bit, and, and then their quality showed in the second half. It's always a tough ask. That half-time comes just at the wrong time sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, 35 minutes, like I said, we looked we look really good and, and, and we were there to try and frustrate them. I could hear the bench then, their bench getting a little bit, we say, frustrated and impatient. And, and as I said, their game plan was, was being executed perfectly. And then the lad left winger who's just gone loan from AFC Wimbledon, come up with a fantastic goal. He was probably one of the best left wingers I've seen at that level for quite a long time. And then, as I said, the second half, we, uh, should we say, the 45th minute, we, we conceded the second one that was... Which was frustrating for us. Because coming in at one nil, you probably feel you may have a little bit of a chance. But two nil, I think, was probably the one that just um, kicked us in the teeth a little bit. Yeah, that would have um, that would have put us into the next round, which would have been good. Who will we face in the next round? It's academic now, but uh, I think it was Faversham. I think. Oh, Faversham that's right. Yes, Faversham. Yeah, Fav- Faversham had drawn them, so that'll be interesting to see how those guys get on against them. As I said, you know, all I could say about you know Peter Adenyi and Carl Shorten's side, I'd be very surprised if they're not up there fighting for promotion. They were, they were really, really impressive. And, and you know, and I know we only played Cray Wanderers, Folkestone, and Margate. But I know they were pre-season games, so you can't really get a, a completely accurate gauge on where those guys are at. But as I said, from from from, from the games that we played against those guys, and then against Carl Shorten, they were certainly um, certainly leading the pack from those from the games that we've played. But again, you know, sometimes. Sometimes pre-season can paint a slightly different picture to what it is competitively. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because as you quite rightly say, some years we've looked like superstars and then start the the, uh, the league proper, and all of a sudden you think, "Blimey, where's the team gone?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that was one thing that we made sure that we were when we spoke to the players that. I think we had a couple of games where we bet ourselves in. You could say the Rustle won in the Thanet game. By the time we played Deal, it was a case of right. You know, we're treating these like league games now, so there's you know I expect you to be coming off. Um, I expect you to be coming off the pitch almost a bit battered and bruised. I expect you to be treating these games now as, as close to league, as close to competitive games as possible. Because I, I always feel that pre-season does paint a pretty inaccurate picture of of not only where you're at, where you feel you're at, but also what you're then going to expect when the league league campaign starts. So it was important that not only things that we did with the ball, but without it, we'll make sure that we're we're um, we're you know, psychologically, mentally ready for, for when, this, when the campaign starts. I'm glad you highlighted the deal game because I thought that was a real tough, uh, tough test for us. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And again, you can only have to look at their results. And I think that they've, um, 
you know, they beat Sitting Bourne the other day 4-1. They're, they're, they've been together for a long time. Um, I know Kingy really well. He's, he's, he's a good guy and he's, said he's, put his, he's got his team together there that are just really, really organised and tough to beat. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, it wasn't played like a friendly. I think if you, if you watched that video and stuck it in the middle of the season, you may, you may think it was a, a competitive league game because uh, so the tackles were flying in and, you know, the pressing from teams who sometimes you generally team stand off a little bit more. But no. really, it was it was played like it was played like a like, like a competitive game. And, and that's really what you want to, want from pre-season games, because otherwise, like I say, you, you're um, you then head into the into the, in, when the season does start. You're not actually um, probably, you know, at full potential, should we say, you know, full intensity. Whereas, whereas that's what you want from the pre-season games. I thought Aaron did particularly well in that game. Is he back from holiday yet? He's back from holiday. Um, well, he was out. He was out for a family wedding, and then um, the quarantine. Then the, the rules got changed um, in Santorini, where he was. So he's um, he came back on. He came back a day or two after, I believe. The um, uh, the rules got changed. He couldn't get a flight back. So sadly, now he misses. Miss well, he will be back for the VCD game. So, but we, um, yeah, we sadly miss him because of the quarantine chain rule. You know, quarantine um, that he's got to abide by. So, yeah, sure. frustrating one. But um, you've got some. You've made some good signings. This. Uh, I mean, that Tom Miles you spoke about or Mills, beg, beg his pardon. Um, yeah. He looks good, and uh, you've you've made a few good signings. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think the time will tell. Um, <coughs> You know, we 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 we've kept some a large majority of the squad from last year, albeit you know a couple of a couple of boys have moved on, but I would say that the large majority of the boys that that, that are still with us, and we just look to add add, add in areas naturally as the preseason sort of evolves. Um, you have an idea of a couple of targets you want, but generally it's sort of you know things. It's been a long it's been a long preseason for us because we haven't done anything for six seven months, so. As 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 the preseason naturally went on, you were you know you you were sort of finding there was there was things that were coming available to you, and and the Tom Mills one in particular was one that um, that just sort of fell into the right place at the right time. Uh, he knows he knows he knows a few of the boys really well. And when I spoke to him, he was interested in getting back in because he'd had a year out because of, he just had a little. And, and and as I said, he came down, played in the Cray Wanderers game for sort of forty five minutes an hour, um, and we were able to able to put something on the table for him. But as I said, he wanted to do it because he, he enjoyed it in, in, in the short time that he, he was with us for that game. So you know, that, I think that's that's what the club's trying to look at is making sure this, like I say, it's, just, it's a sound environment for people and, and and they can enjoy it. And some someone like Tom Mills, the caliber of player that he is, then it's a, it's a great signing. But so Liam Gillies is back. Liam Gillies is back with us. Victor's with us, young lad that came down from the end of last last season, just before lockdown set in. He trained with us a couple of times, and then was been on the phone to me all summer about wanting to come down. And as I said, he, he he's done well. I still, I still think there's a lot more to come from Victor. But as I said, he's he's um he's a determined little kid, determined young kid, and he's he, you know he's a, he's a good player. And, and I feel that um, I feel that we can help him. Luke Medley, Luke Medley's come in and offers us something. As I said, you know, physicality wise, that's. Um, that's that, that's something different, and and um, yeah, as I said, I, I feel that we're um, I feel we've improved upon the squad last year, and and, and yeah, we're, we're still looking. I suppose if if something comes available to us, then uh, that improves us. Then, as I said before, then you're you know you've got to have your finger on the pulse to make sure that um, you're 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 able to do it. One of the boys yesterday when we were chatting put something to me that I thought was quite prevalent. Uh, obviously, with this COVID situation that there's a, a, possibly a reluctance of people to travel too far. So we might snap up one or two 
really good local players who would otherwise have been looking at the likes of, I don't know, Bromley, Bexley, whoever, you know. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Um, I, ha- I, hasn't come, I haven't come across that myself when speaking to players. I don't, I don't, that, that hasn't, hasn't been brought up yet. But there certainly has been a few things that have been thrown up that, that I've not not had to deal with before. So, and I probably speak for a lot of managers as well that say the same thing. So, yeah, it's it's still it's still just crazy times, Tony. It really is. You know, you, you said there's there's players going off for tests here, there, and everywhere, and yeah. and, and you know, you, you just you know you plan for one week, and then all of a sudden, as I said, there's there's two or three anomalies that get thrown up and you have to then deal with that. And it's just a constant barrage of, of different things and different situations. And I said, no one, you know, when obviously Aaron Milbank going away, we, we were hopeful that everything was going to be okay. And then literally 24 hours before he meant to fly back, they changed the rules. So you then sort of have to deal with now two weeks of him being out, unavailable for two games. So those, those little things are, 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 as I said, you've just, you've just really got to roll your sleeves up and get on with it and, and try not to look at the negative side. It's just a case of, 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 um, of, of sticking together and, and um, yeah, and doing the best you can. Uh, and talking of Gilly, you mentioned him earlier on. His brother's been uh, doing a bit with us as well, hasn't he? Yeah, Reese has been with us, yeah. So um, we've got... Um, I spoke to a couple of people and and and, and they kind of rec- they they recommended and said that you know there's, there's a young lad that's been or the lad that's been training with us a young lad he's he's a he's a bit older than Gilly but as I said he's still a young lad yeah he, he'd been training with them and and um, it was quite a funny story because it was the guy at Cray Wanderers that actually recommended him to me when I, when I went when we played them in in obviously a pre-season game I said I was a young this is a guy you want to keep an eye on. And they were talking about this lad, and they didn't even know it was Gilly's brother. So by the time um, by the time I found out and did a little bit more digging and found out it was they were actually referring to Liam's brother, it was it was then a no brainer. You know, for communication there was a pathway through for communication, yeah. and Reese came down and took part in the Margate game, wasn't it? I think it was the Margate game, and he's dual reg with us. So you know, Reese hasn't played at this level, as I said, but what he does, he offers. He's, he's a great lad in around the change room. He's a little bit more of a senior player. Uh, you know his qualities with what he does. He's a he's he's just a true sort of non-league professional, if you were. So, we, yeah, hopefully he'll get opportunity. Well, he will get opportunities with us. But as I said, we have got him on a dual registration with Rochester. So even if he needs to go and get games, he can do. But as I said, you know I, I foresee him being a, a big part of what we're doing. So um, yeah, he, he's a great kid. This uh, dual re- registration works well, doesn't it? If it's used sensibly. And you've yeah. got a good uh, relationship with the player. It's a really, really good thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the player's got to be on board with it as well. So that there's, you know, some people don't like, some players don't like it. But I, I think that you know, if you keep your if you keep an open mind to to what you're trying to achieve from it, then um, yeah, it certainly has its benefits. So Reese being in, in one in particular, as I said, you know, he's he'll. Um, you know, he was with us for the FA Cup game. He's been with us for the sort of pre-season games. What we don't want to end up doing is sort of after sort of five, six, seven games, say if the boys are doing well and they have been doing well in pre-season, that he's then not getting them out of the minutes that he needs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so he has other opportunities. We have other ways that we can sort of keep, uh, yeah, keep his fitness levels up and and um, and then take the opportunity when it presents itself. Just a a, a question that some um, this is a, a little bit off track. Uh, the pitch. Your comments about how well the pitch is played. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, great. Yeah, really, 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 really pleased with it. Really impressed. I think John, John the groundsman has done a marvellous amount of work. And Steve, and I also have to mention as well, young Ethan. So Steve Clayton's son, um, Ethan has been, oh, well, he, he's, 
he's got he's a future chairman in the making because as I said he knows every nook and cranny of it. I think the kid's only sixteen, um, and you know half the time he's probably my first port of call when it comes to sort of things around the ground, trivial things. He knows everything. So Ethan, John, and Steve have done a tremendous amount of work with the ground. I know we spoke about on our video chats before yeah, about sure. uh, you know the equipment that we've acquired, which is great. And it's just, it's just really looking after it. You know, we're getting, it looks like we're going to get some positive news on our training facility as well. So uh, we won't jump the gun yet, but that, that looks good. So it means that we can then protect the pitch. And yeah, so it's, um, I think you can see as well when, when we, although again, don't want to fall into the trap of saying how well we've performed in pre-season, because I've already just said that pre-season does, yep. is not sort of the be on and end all, but I think you can probably see that all of a sudden we're then able to move the ball around a little bit better than, than maybe what we would have would have done towards the end of the end of the season when the pitch wasn't playing as well. So yeah. I think the importance of having a nice pitch, as I said, is is for the for the way that we want to implement things is is um, is really key. Another thing about that as well is anybody coming to the ground having a look at it and they think, oh, I'd like to run out on that, please. Yeah, absolutely. You know, perception of things is, is great. You know, if you're trying to sign a, a good player um, and you're playing on an absolute cow field, then, you know, you, 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 it's one element that you're, you, you're fighting against, isn't it? So, you know, with, with the work that's gone around in the ground, all the people that, 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 that said we were in, we were in every Saturday, um, even though they even though they wind me up that I didn't do as much painting as the rest of them. But as I said, generally, we're all there together and making it. And, 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 <laughs> and, and the place looks smart. You can see the decking that's gone around the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, fresh liquor paint everywhere. And the pitch looks great. You know, the box nets that we've got. I think the perception from the club, as I said, is, 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 is it's not just a perception. I think that's, that's the key bit. You know, any club can put together something that looks amazing. But knowing what, knowing what I know behind the scenes of how well, how well and everything's organised and set up, I think that's the key bit. So, it's um, yeah, it's really pleasing. It certainly is. Well, it's been nice to catch up, Lloyd, because we haven't spoken for a while. But uh, what we must do is um, give it about uh, six or seven weeks and we'll have a... Yeah. chat and see how the season's gone. That sounds great. Look forward that, to it. That does. All right. Well, thanks very much, Lloyd, for the chat today. So from me here at Belmont Banter, as ever, uh, join us uh, once a week at least. This will be a special edition that's going out, but we do put them out now and again. But every Sunday night, Monday morning, there's a new edition of Belmont Banter. Thanks, everyone. And cheers, Lloyd. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Join your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. Cheers.